Sunday. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it there. It's it's a show, and we we watch movies, and then we we record ourselves talking about those movies, and those movies are bad, you know, critically speaking. Um, they didn't most of them most of them didn't like them, um, but we we did most most of the time. Most of the time we did. Um, and we, we, we disagree with, uh, the critics a lot, but not all, not all the time. Sometimes we agree with them. Yeah, this is great. Um. Succinct, eloquent, couldn't have said it better myself. I, is anything I said wrong? No. No, it is not. Then I'm, I don't, I don't appreciate your tone then. No. You don't appreciate my tone, but look, listen to my voice, Amber. It's. Almost sounds like a human voice, yes. It almost sounds like a human voice. It doesn't just like randomly just check out every so often. It kind of just did right there. I know it did. <laughs> you actually didn't finish the word often. You just said yeah. every so often. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it mostly doesn't check out. Amber, um, we watched Next. Yes, yes, we did. Sorry, um, I, I wanted to stare at you creepily for a while before <laughs> responding to your statement. Amber, your hair is not nearly as stringy as it should be to do that. I, I can make my hair look like weird doll hair mm, and my oh face my. look like a mask of my own face that I'm wearing. <laughs> oh, Nicolas Cage in this movie, Amber. So we watched, okay, we watched this mostly because I wanted to watch The Rock and um, we can't watch the rock right now because it's not anywhere and we don't want to buy it right now and so as compensation it's not anywhere it's not anywhere to stream for free that's what i meant the rock has ceased to exist Mm -hmm. it has been removed from our group consciousness and the universe Uh uh-huh uh-huh so we had to watch a nick cage movie and we watched this nick cage movie yeah, this was your suggestion. I had not seen it before. It was off the top of my head. I, 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 It's not like I'm standing by it. I'm just saying it was a movie that also had Nick Cage in it. And oh my gosh, Muppet, why? <laughs> I don't want to take the ball away from him. I like to encourage it. But why now, Muppet? Why now? Amber, this is a movie about Nicolas Cage, who plays either Chris Johnson or his alter ego Cadillac, who's a magician in Las Vegas, and he can see two minutes into the future. And Julianne Moore, who is the most like tenacious FBI agent ever, who plays Callie Ferris, she um, just by watching him determines that he can see exactly two minutes into the future. She's very good. It's not just by watching him. She she goes off of a lot of different data, like observable data. Mm-hmm. Like she's you can she you can see her factoring out how long he can actually see into the future by seconds and minutes as she like gets video from him at the casino and video from him doing something else. And she's like, okay, so we know the window has to be at least ninety seconds. She's mm-hmm. she's using science. She is. She is. Um, she has also been tasked with finding a nuclear weapon that has been stolen. And her play is to find Nicolas Cage, who can see two minutes. That's like, that is her fucking play, Amber. She's putting all her eggs in the Nicolas Cage can see two minutes in the future basket. 
Exactly. Isn't that what you'd do? Like, okay, so there's gonna, like, a nuclear threat is definitely happening. Like, they're pretty goddamn sure that there's going to be a nuclear weapon. It is going to be detonated by some group. We never learn who. We just see their security team, who are very competent. And, oh, oh, and then, and then we're 95% sure that it's going to be detonated in Los Angeles. Don't ask how we're sure. We just know it's going to happen. Okay, okay. It's going to be in Los Angeles. Nuclear weapon. Fuck, what do we do? Okay, run down leads, interrogate people, and... Oh, I think there's this guy who might actually be legit psychic. Like, not, like, super into the future psychic, but, like, you know, two minutes or so. So let's just give me all of the resources you possibly can to To find this man. To find two-minute future man. like So I can strap him to a chair and watch him watch the news. Yeah, which is, like, if you saw on the news that something happened two minutes early, like, what does that actually get you? To be fair, she frequently said, you know, try and do better. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, stretch it. Stretch it as as far as you can. And here's the rub, Amber. Um, We find out that um, Nicolas Cage has um, future-visioned Jessica Biel, who plays Liz, and he's future visioned her like some own unknown time before. So he knows that his future vision occurs exactly two minutes. But except for this one lady who he saw some time ago and he waits in the diner for her for an mm-hmm. unspecified, you know, amount of time. He had a vision of a woman walking into a diner at precisely 1009, 809, 809, Something in in the AM. He didn't know mm-hmm. when. He just mm-hmm. knew it was going to happen. And he didn't know what it meant about anything. He just knew right. it was going to happen. So he had to be there, apparently drinking a fucking martini. Uh-huh. Every day at that time. Good morning. Exactly. Here, I, you, I, I did um, make fun of that fact. And he rightly pointed out it's Vegas. So, you know, of course, the diner serves martinis. Yeah, I think I... What did I say? The Dunkin' Donuts probably serves hard alcohol as well. As yeah, it's yeah. in well, Las Vegas. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm so funny. Very so, funny. So yes, the only time he's ever seen more than two minutes ahead, we are told mm-hmm. by the character himself while he's talking to some random old guy that apparently he knows intimately and we don't see for the rest of the movie. Yep. Peter Falk. Yes. Go on. It's only ever happened more than two, t- two minutes in advance this one time. This one mm-hmm. magical Jessica Beale laden time. Right, exactly. So a, a cat and mouse game ensues. Mm-hmm. Julianne Moore is hunting him down. He can see two minutes in the future. You can't catch this man. Yep, exactly. He knows every move he has to make before you do the thing because he can look two minutes in the future and be like, oh, if I turn left, oh, no, they get me. If I turn right, oh, no, they get me. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, he gets his way, he makes his way out of a casino, avoiding all of the casino security because he's also been seeing two minutes in the future to gamble, but not to like super gamble, just to like medium low just key to, gamble. Yeah, gamble. To, to make ends meet, Amber. Make ends meet because the the low rent magician gig don't pay that well. No. He's doing it anyway. I, I guess again to be low low key. I don't. Yeah. And because women find close up magic so sexy, that'll come in later. Right, and he's he's smart enough to like keep his gambling low key, but not smart enough to like lose every so often. You know, you'd think you'd just like throw in a few losing hands because the casino is totally on to him like that that's one thing that's happening is he's being chased by the casino folks um more shows up goes after him he evades she learns more about his powers 
He has a conversation with somebody, blah, 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 whatever. Goes to the diner, meets mm-hmm. Jessica Biel. Yes. Uses his future vision <laughs> to figure out the exact right way to approach her so that she won't be like, get lost, creep. I want to have breakfast by myself. He tries so many just weirdo person ways to go up to her. Like asking for a cigarette light, asking if he could just join her for breakfast. Um, making Do you know his, what yeah. kind of bean they use in the coffee? Yeah, so it's like she's awkward. just sat down, dude. He has no idea. She has no idea about the bean type. So her ex shows up, uh-huh. is very, very aggressive, very white guy aggressive, you know, sort of like arrogant. No one's going to stop me. And Nick Cage, you know, he's going to play the hero. But if he plays the hero by not taking a punch and like beating the crap out of Kellen, she's like, I can pay for my own breakfast. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't need to be rescued. Right. So then he takes a punch instead. Yeah, he realizes oh, the only way to do it is to just just look like a sucker. Yep. What she wants is like a sad, pathetic man to take mm-hmm. care of. He then tricks his way into her car. Yeah, no sane woman on earth gives a man a ride from a diner. And then she goes to work with children and... She takes him with her for her day. Like, that's... It, it is a multiple-hour drive that they yeah. take to this... That, that he claims he's, you know, he needs to go there, and what a coincidence. That's where she's heading. Okay, I'll give you a ride. You're not a psycho, right? Yeah. Which is followed by a long pause of creepy staring. It has been nothing but creepy staring since she walked into the diner. Yeah, it was like any person on Earth who's who's used to this kind of, like energy would sense him from a mile away and just be like why has that person been staring at me for literally the last 10 minutes so long and why does it look like he's wearing a mask of his own face moving on they wind Uh up in arizona she teaches on a a native reservation Mm -hmm. in the grand canyon so it it doesn't nothing happens we just see her teaching a group of it's just it's touching ember of native kids and then he does some close-up magic and gives one of them a lizard because it's his birthday and then that's it basically native people are used as background window dressing for these two white protagonists white protagonists and like it's shown to like it's supposed to make her empathetic and like oh isn't she so caring and so selfless and and, Mm -hmm. and look at this okay yeah, they wind up at a motel together the most gorgeous motel you've ever seen mm-hmm. it is yes. rustic it's got a wood-burning fireplace mm-hmm. but he sleeps in the car because he's a gentleman so of yeah. course he's rewarded with morning sex morning sex yeah which morning... must be the best most mind-blowing morning sex that anyone has ever had because jessica Beale then loses her fucking mind yeah from that point on amber anything nicholas cage wants he gets including um she will just drive her car into this like water tower and like old-timey bric-a-brac in order to like toss things down a mountain so um he can escape from snipers don't worry about it he explains none of this essentially after their very romantic romantic tryst morning romantic tryst which megan very rightfully acknowledges he just slept in a car, has not changed his clothes, showered, or brushed his teeth no. in at least 24 hours. Yes. Super gross. But, mm, baby, bring that on. Uh-huh. She goes out to get breakfast stuff and some clothes for him and some deodorant. Good. Like, apparently she noticed, but was just, like, so overwhelmed by 
the close-up magic that she, it's a real panty dropper the close-up magic yeah here's a thing that's creepy about this and like she acknowledges this at some point but like he can do two minutes into the future and he's been doing this to her the whole time he tries like a bunch of different shit essentially to get her into bed it's it's just it's it's disturbing so after she leaves and 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 to get breakfast and stuff, the, the government shows up and says he's a sociopath. Here's a video of him attacking a man in a casino with a gun. In, in reality, he was taking the gun from the man who was about to shoot two people. He saw it with his future vision. But the government shows up and says this guy you just met mm-hmm. is a psychopath. Here's him with a gun. We'll take it from here. Just just trank him and go. But do it two minutes like before or after he goes into the bathroom or whatever right because they don't yeah. tell her about the future vision but they, they they give her a very strict timeline she listens but then oh man she just loves him so much already that she she tells him not to drink the orange juice and she explains the whole thing and then he's like okay i can see into the future she's like you use that on me <laughs> yeah i guess that's okay yeah like, i'm fine she, with it. it takes a moment but then she's like oh that's all right and he's like okay great here's a letter Open it and do what it says without question in like five minutes. <laughs> and then he jumps off a cliff. Yep. And she opens it and rams her car into a water tower. Yeah. And it just gets dragged. Down. And then she just pieces. And it's just, it's amazing. It is a remarkable turnaround. And then she's basically not really a character anymore. Yeah, because Amber, at this point, the, um, okay, hold on. Hold us on a second, Amber. Not only has the FBI figured out that, um, well, to be fair, Julianne Moore has figured out that Nicolas Cage can see two minutes in the future. The people who are protecting the nuclear bomb um, have listened in, I guess, to the FBI to figure out that Julianne Moore is after Nicolas Cage. So now they also have to get Nicolas Cage. They're the best security team ever. Yeah. I don't know who on the terrorism team decided to hire those people. Those people who are, by the way, basically the only face of the terrorist group that we actually see. And we are informed that they are basically subcontractors. But like these four people are so good at their jobs. Yeah. They're monitoring the FBI. They figure out about this guy. They're like, well, he's going to be the biggest threat. So let's let's cap him. Like, let's get him first. Yeah. Let's best get him option. First. Snipe that bitch. Then they have nothing, apparently. Right. All their eggs in the Chris Johnson basket. Right. Yeah, so they are sniping while he's running down this mountain, while this brick of barrack is falling down the mountain after him, which is both confounding the snipers and the FBI that's trying to chase him. Future vision. Future vision. And something you said during this movie, Amber, which I, I think is, is exactly right, is all of Nicolas Cage's movements have this, like, um, succinctness to them or, like, Economy. Economy of action. Yeah, that's what you said. And it's like, so of course we get the scene where he just waits a moment and then ducks so that the car can come like hurtling, rolling after him. Unfortunately, at the very end of all of this chaos, Julianne Moore has made it to the bottom of the mountain. He's like, you're not going to shoot me. And she's like, you're not going to let me die. And so she just stands there, waits for the trees to come and hit her. And he's like, "Ah, fuck. And then, you know, saves her, but winds up getting knocked out conveniently. So that he can be captured and then clockworked orange to watch the news. Oh my god. Yeah. At, like literally I in this weird ass like mechanism holding his eyes open. Um, yeah. Upsetting shit. 
Mm-hmm. And then the coldest ass shit you could say to somebody in that moment is, no good deed goes unpunished. Uh-huh. That's a sinister fucking thing to say. Yep. To someone who just saved your life knowing this would be the outcome. Yes. Yep. Damn! Julianne Moore's character? Yeah, she also says, with great freedom comes great responsibility. Right after she says, in the in- this is about the interests of preserving our freedom. He's like, what about my freedom? As he sits uh-huh. in a chair with, like, eye-openy things. Yeah. And she's like, well, freedom's a responsibility. Stop whining. Yep. This isn't about yeah. you. This is about eight million other people. <laughs> right. And it's he had told her already that, like, this is the shit that got done to him when he was a kid because like he could like, you know, read cards ahead of time and blah, blah, blah. And he basically said, I want to go on to live some semblance of a normal life. Leave me alone. I don't want to be your, you know, your lap rat. Actually, I don't think he actually said that to this Julianne Moore. I just realized that. Actually, you're right. He said that that to a different conversation. So sometimes conversations happens and then he realizes that it has a worse outcome. So he like undoes it and like goes back and does something else. Yep. Narratively, we are privy to his future vision, but sometimes we don't know that he's future visioning. So we just think it's the narrative. But then Mm -hmm. he's like, oop, that went badly. I got shot. Or oop, that went badly. Julianne Moore captured me. I just realized. I just, I think I just realized. No, I think you're totally right. Yeah. Um, wow, this, this movie, yeah. it's, um, really sophisticated. And every time he gets shot, and he gets shot several times, it's just, at some point you said, the second or third time he got shot, you were like, it doesn't, why are they, we know he doesn't get shot, we know that's not the vision of the future he chooses, like, why do they keep showing us this shit? There's no emotional impact here, it's just no. meaningless. After the first time, it's just meaningless. Right. Yeah. Stop it! So after he's in the chair, he's like, you'll never let me out of here if I actually manage to do what you want. She's very quiet after that. She doesn't say his shit. That's basically a yes. And then he gets, ooh, ooh, future vision, Megan. But Mm -hmm. like way farther in the future than usual. What what does it mean? Oh, it's because it involves Jessica Biel. Yeah. She's like his future vision muse. Right, exactly. And because these um, security terrorists are so fucking smart, they've realized that Julianne, Mo- no, sorry, they've realized that Jessica Beale is important to Nicolas Cage, so they kidnap her. Right, and then strap mm-hmm. her in a bomb vest. Yes. And put her on a roof. Mm-hmm. Now, Nick Cage sees this so much farther into the future than he's used to seeing. Right. After he's been in this chair for, what, four minutes? Maybe? Including their conversation. Uh We see him seeing a news report from what appears to be a field reporter's very first day on the job. Uh It's very impressive how she stumbles over words a whole bunch. And then when the actual explosion happens, she's just out. She just starts describing things. Um, oh, God. Uh, the, um, victim um, was in an old wheelchair? Um... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then he's like, okay, it's not going to work like this. And Julian Moore's like, okay. So he's out of the chair now. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting because they, he says to her, they killed her two hours from now. They killed her, which is just, I, I don't know. There was something interesting about using the past tense for the future that, yeah. Anyway. It's so con- it's discombobulating, Megan. I know. I was not l- meant to live in four dimensions. <laughs> well, I guess technically I, I already live in four dimensions, but I only go mm-hmm. one direction in, in, the, in, the one, in, in that one dimension. What about so. memories, Amber? Memories are... Uh... Memories. 
no, they don't count. Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> so okay. And now these uh, very diligent uh, terrorist consultants the are best so fucking terrorist security consultants in the world. I, I have to give uh-huh. them their full title. They're going to put her on the roof in two hours, but they've already put the sniper guarding the roof. Wow, that's impressive. Does this mean that they know that he can see into the future and so that their decision to do the roof thing means that he might know ahead of time so they're ready to snipe him already rather than snipe him in two hours when they actually do the thing that they plan to... It doesn't matter. It's a good question, Amber. It's That's a good... But then they would also have to know that he has specific Jessica Biel extra future vision. They're very good. They're, They're very, very good, good at, at what they jobs. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This guy gets killed anyway. Uh, Nick yeah. Cage pretends to get sniped. Mm-hmm. And then a helicopter shows up near the sniper and just, just shoots the shit out of him. Just poof. Oh. Yep. Yep. And, and actually, it, it was kind of clever because in my mind... You know, he gets shot, he goes down. In my brain, like, Julianne Moore gave him, like, a a bulletproof vest to wear. But no, he just, like, he just avoided the shot in such a way that it looked like he got shot. Well, exactly. Because he probably did it 400 times to get that timing right. So not only was he believed, and and the sniper didn't hit him in the head, and uh, he didn't actually get shot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, he must have relived his life two minutes a time so many times that he's actually like mm-hmm. a thousand years old in yeah. his head. Infinite futures. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's so sad all the time. Maybe that's why he's a weird, constantly staring sad sack. Mask of himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, would, I think it would drive any of us insane. Mm-hmm. Live that long, but only two minutes at a time, forever and ever, all the time, trying to get the perfect yeah. one. But then you just, maybe you just get tired. Maybe you don't want to have to do the perfect one. We don't have to do the same moment every day for like ever. Right. What's the exact way to get out of bed that isn't going to, like, tweak my back? Or, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this coffee is not the perfect temperature. These are the questions. These are the hard questions, mm-hmm. Megan. Much like the hard moral questions, Megan, that don't get answered in this movie. Yep. Yep. Basically, after this, Julianne Moore is like, okay, we'll work together. How do you want to do this? And he's like, all right, just you're going to do exactly what I say. And she's like, man, mm-hmm. I've been here. I've been sitting here ready to do whatever you say this whole time. Right. I, I am on board. I am 100% in. Let's just use that two-minute gift Yeah. to murder terrorists <laughs> and yep. save Jessica Biel. You know, both of Obviously. the things. Both mm-hmm. of the things. So Amber, and then we get this really cool scene, which I I just want to leave for now because like it it's good end of the show, uh, our show, BMR material, Amber. Oh, absolutely! Where, it's it is a mm-hmm. solid end scene where uh, things happen and mm-hmm. the movie eventually ends. Yep, perfect, excellent. So Amber, what do the critics say about this movie? We are so good at what we do. We're so good. Next, we are very good at this. <laughs> According to Metacritic, aggregate critics, 42, audience, 60. Wow. So Rotten Tomatoes has it at 28 for critics and 53 Indeed. for audience. Yes. 28 is, is that's, this is a dumb movie. I don't think it's 28 dumb. Is it that dumb? Hmm. It's not offensive. Mm, well, I mean, 
Yeah. They they managed to not be that offensive by keeping people of color out of the movie. So I guess that's offensive. And Yeah, and kind of having the women basically be accessories and extensions of Nick Cage's character. Right. Even Julianne Moore, at the end of the day... Is just doing what he says, yeah. Pretty pretty much, and is is kind of just a, a sock puppet for, you know, greater good. And and he's creepy by using his future powers to bed Jessica Biel. Okay, all right, there's some things in this movie that aren't great. Okay, fine. It changed my mind. They, they, they raise the specters of, of moral questions and mm-hmm. uh, just, just pretend they can't see them. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. movie itself is... Like, <laughs> Plot-wise, eh. effects-wise, eh. hey, of color. There's, there is one. Actually, that's not fair. There are two people of color outside of the. Hey, let's go to a reservation and have a bunch of native kids as our background to make the you know main characters look heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's mostly white folks doing white folks stuff. Yep. Uh, it's not particularly inspired. It's it's you know you have three main main characters and two of them are women the terrorists mm-hmm. are all european white people yep uh, one of them is a woman mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's it's not the worst representation i've ever seen yeah it's not great though like the casino security guy is a person of color julian moore second mm-hmm. in command is a person of color it's it's not great it's not the worst i've seen yep it's neat that it acknowledged the existence of native people and didn't make them seem like victims, I guess. Yeah, they're just window dressing, so they're not victims they're at just, all. They're just... Yay. They're not necessarily used as a stereotype. They're not used as downtrodden victims. They're just sort of there. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, the worst thing I've seen. It, it also doesn't really do anything other than say, hey, look... Native people exist. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Nicholas. It's a Nicholas Cage movie. It, it's yeah. People do what he says the entire movie essentially. That's true. Apparently, yeah. uh, Julie Jessica Biel's job as as a, an educator on reservations and the fact that he's a close up magician were both things that Nicholas Cage wanted for the script. Oh, interesting. So not only Nicholas Cage, the the actor person but nicholas cage yeah hmm, it's the character and the actor both get yes. what they want yeah yeah i mean it's it's not a brilliant movie it's not amazingly executed it's also not the worst thing i've ever seen which is kind of what 28 percent suggests right 42 isn't terrible i think 42 is a reasonable response to this yeah i think that's i think that's fair yep you know, a lot of them are like, oh, it's not as good as the original Philip K. Dick story. It's very different from the original Philip K. Dick story. I mean, the, the name of the, the character is the same, Chris. They're both named Chris. <laughs> so there's there's that. Uh, oh, uh, the, the name of the short story is, I think, like the Golden Man. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. so that's that's why Nick Cage wore a yellow leather jacket the whole time. Oh, so as, clever. As, a, as an homage. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the the precognitive abilities of the Golden Man involved seeing every possible outcome of any situation, sort of like a chess game played five moves ahead. He was also feral, uh, didn't talk, was some sort of mutant, and he could use his golden skin to make members of the opposite sex immediately fall in love with him. Oh, cool. That's great. So sort of like a 
magical skin roofie. Yeah, great. So. Cool. I feel like they sort of still kept that in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did. He he wanted Jessica Biel and he got Jessica Biel. But Megan, it was meant to be. That's why he saw her so far uh, in the future. Sure, yeah, great. She's, she's his magical future vision destined to be soulmate. Hey, she had a choice in it. She, A, chose to have sex with somebody who had tricked and lied to her. And then B, when the government was like, he's crazy. And he was like, okay, I can see into the future. She got to choose when she knew that she'd been played, whether or not she wanted to continue being played. Right. Although we only saw the vision of, we only saw the future in which he actually did. So like, maybe he had 200 tries at that and they all failed until he finally said the right words to make her stay. Right? We don't know how many times know. and how many ways he's looked into the future to manipulate events to his personal liking. Right. Yeah. Creepy. This movie is oddly off-putting once you really start yeah, to think about it. Yeah, once you start it. to think about it. Yeah. Let's think about it a really deeply. So, okay, critics, yeah, I'm sure. not going to yell at you. you yeah, this I mean, is 28. a... 28's low, but then no, the more I think of it, the more I'm feeling it's earning that. But, yeah. Let's, uh, let's explore was... our, our true feelings for next, Megan. Okay, Amber, let's. In defense of the 28, we haven't actually expressly discussed the final scene of this. Oh, okay, let's do that, Amber. Epic so, movie. Yeah, so, okay, we, we've got, okay, we've got Nicolas Cage, and we've got Julianne Moore and a crew of her, like, FBI people, and they're going to go into the terrorist stronghold well where they're keeping jessica beale essentially and nicholas cage is going to figure out how to get jessica beale that's that's the plan in theory this is also where they're keeping the nuclear weapon which is why the fbi is on board is a yeah exactly and Again, like Amber said, there's an efficiency of move- movement here where, well, first of all, Nicolas Cage says, keep close and I'll keep you alive. That's not true for a bunch of her team, which gets picked off one by one. And we're just left with like her and a couple dudes at the end. But anyway, the important ones he'll keep alive. Um, and we see him, you know, like pausing and saying, stop, don't do that. And, and, and what that suggests, Amber, is he's seen like, the 400 futures where it doesn't work and so he's just anyway yeah he's gaming it out every every step step. of every moment is being gamed out to limit the loss of life to the people that he's decided he can actually protect which is not all of them which is not all of them he is also not wearing any body armor because why would he need to Mm -mm. he doesn't need to be bulletproof no not if he's never where the bullet is exactly so he's like pausing and telling them not to fire and then to go ahead and fire and to, like and to go that way and to um he there there's a cool scene where um they're trying to find Julianne Moore in like I don't know there's multiple levels of wherever they are and he's like okay you look on this level I'll check all the rest mhm and then you you see him essentially doubling himself so, like, he, he just, like, there are three different options, and so there are three Nicholas Cages go off in three different directions, and each time one of them hits an intersection, it doubles again. Right. And meanwhile, actual Nicholas Cage is just standing in the same spot. 
It's, I like that. I like that effect. Like that you're was cool. That, like you get looking... expo- exponential uh, Nicolas Cage growth. It's it's pretty great. Exactly. And so that's like that's a neat effect. Like inside the mind of somebody you can see two minutes in the future who's trying to figure out you know the best course of action to find what he's looking for. Right. Right. Uh, and yeah. and it backs off and you see I don't know maybe fifty Nicolas Cages all searching the deck there. Um, and then they all like pull back into the one that's been standing there and he's like okay she's on this level um and it, it's actually amber i remember it's at this point that while he's doing that that's when um julian moore's second in command who's uh tori kittles um gets shot and so it's like he sent her off with her main dude and doesn't care that the her second in command dies well, he he's doesn't doing... know that, though, because he can yeah. only see the future in relationship to himself. As soon as they leave his immediate area of sensory perception, they are, they are lost to him. Yeah, good point. I also think he just doesn't care about Tori Kittles. I think he doesn't care about anything but um, Jen- uh, Jessica Biel, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that, considering the fact that he's like, I don't really want to get involved with the whole nuclear weapon thing. Like, it's just not fun for me. I want to live a normal life, which I can understand. Yeah, I do sure. get that. And the point of, like, if this works, then why would they ever let him go? Oh, yeah, no. No, no, no. They, they never would. He finds Jessica Biel with, I, I think, the final terrorist. They've been whittling them down one by one, despite their excellent terrorist mercenary protection abilities. You, you can't fight against a two-minute precog with, you know, people with guns. Especially when you have Julianne Moore there, who we saw earlier at the at the gun range, doing this thing where she would like push a dummy down and then shoot it in the head while it was pushed down. Yeah, shove, shoot, shove, shove shoot, 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 shove, shoot. And then and then Tori Kittles walks in. He's like, um, what if they're like farther away from you than that? And she just like double taps the very far away target in the head, like just yeah. almost no look shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she she gets to do both of those things in uh, this whole yeah scene here. It's pretty yep, great. She, she rounds a corner. Ah, mm-hmm. there's the lady terrorist. Shove, shoot, shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. She uh, used the shove and shoot. Yeah, check off shove and shoot, Amber. Oh, beautiful. So, of course, after they've searched everything, and by they, I mean Nicolas Cage, uh, they come back together, go after Jessica Biel. She's being held in the bomb vest by the final terrorist. He just walks toward the final terrorist. And we see this this almost Matrix-like moment of all the different versions of him walking the wrong way, getting shot. So, like, he's walking forward, Mm -hmm. and then, like, doubles are popping off of him getting shot as he's just walking forward until he stands directly in front of the guy who has emptied his clip. You gotta gotta count the rounds, man. To yeah. be fair, you would be kind of nonplussed by what's happening. I don't understand how I'm missing this man as he gets closer to me. Yeah, it's reasonable. exactly. And, and that's a that is a cool moment, and it's it's kind of a cool effect too. It's like agreed. He, he's choosing the only future in which he like actually makes it to her. Yep. And then he's like, "Fuck you!" Then I'll just blow us all up. Pulls up the detonator. Julianne Moore shoots it out of his hand. Yes. Awesome shot. Mm-hmm. Very. At good At which shot. point. Nicholas Cage gets Jessica Beale, mm-hmm. and then Julianne Moore executes him. Yes. Fucking executes an he had unarmed nothing. man. He had no detonator, no bullets in his gun. Yeah. She yep. shoots him in the head. Done. Yep. She shoots him in the goddamn head. She performs an execution. She murders him. 
Which yep. seems unwise considering the fact that the nuclear weapon isn't actually there anymore. Oh, which they find out. Yeah. Ups a doodle. Okay. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. He can still see into the future farther than he thought he would when he's with Jessica Beale or if, if he has sex with her or if she's on TV. So, okay, look at this seismograph. And then as soon as you see it go boom, boom, you can tell us where the boom, boom happens. And then it, then, then he which looks. Is, which is and ridiculous. He's like... like it's ridiculous, Amber. How would you have enough police folk there to get to a bomb two minutes after you before you know it's going to explode? Before Megan, or after, Amber? It's not like she requested her boss give her every and all resource that he had to track down and obey Chris Johnson. So, yeah, there's probably FBI personnel scattered all around L.A. just waiting for the signal to defuse a nuclear weapon. Two minutes from every single position in L.A. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. he's looking at the seismograph. Yes. You see him You see him look a little, little panicked. He's like, okay. I made a mistake. And then a nuclear explosion happens and he hugs Jessica Biel and everybody dies. Fuck, Amber. Well. Dun, dun, dun. That's too bad. I guess he couldn't see that far in the future with Jessica Biel. You know? you know how we got really annoyed every time we saw him get shot for a little while? Because we're like, well, that didn't really happen. Yeah, I I wrote in my notes, literally, nothing matters. Just before everything Mm -hmm. exploded. And then we're back in bed post-coitus with Nick Cage and Jennifer, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel? Yes. Jessica Biel. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So the last half of the movie... That didn't happen. Did not happen, Amber. That did did not happen. Uh, Essentially, what we just saw was a sex-fueled... Future vision extravaganza. Yep. So in the moment after finally having sex with the woman at the diner. Right. Nick Cage's abilities are pushed to the utmost limit to come to the perfect outcome of, oops, everything blows up anyway. Yes. So you still got to kind of refine that shit is what we learn with this movie. And so he calls Julianne Moore and says, I'll do it. And that's the end of the movie. Just just very importantly, because ultimately Uh this is a romance. Oh, sorry. Yes, you're right. He tells Jessica Biel that he'll find her. It may take take a day. It may take a year. But if she's willing to wait, Mm -hmm. he'll find her. He'll find her. I don't know if that's a threat or a promise. It's hard to say, Amber. At this point, she doesn't know he can see the future. That actually hasn't happened yet. She is. He is at this point, having said this to her. The man that she gave a ride to the desert and then had sex with. Right. Yep. They've not done any of the other stuff. So, but. He doesn't even have deodorant yet, Amber. Exactly. But we know the sex was so good that she was willing to side with him against the government and and obviously real footage. Right. And so I think she'll wait for him. Yeah. I think so too. Destroy her car. Yeah. I think she'll totally wait for him. Yeah. I, I do too. That's my. Yeah. So nothing matters. And um, do you think do you think people were just so mad at the ending that they gave it a 28? I think a lot of reviews were definitely worse because of the ending. To me, the ending is such a fuck you that I actually yeah, it's such I a think fuck more you. highly of the movie. Like that yeah, is ballsy I, I shit. Yeah, that is some it's ballsy shit. Yeah. You just slapped the audience in the face with a two day old fish. Yep. Amazing. 
Yeah, actually, for a movie like this, it's fine. Like it's 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 actually great that they just yeah undid most of the movie. Wasn't a taut psychological thriller. It, It didn't didn't raise an answer or even grapple with any like moral questions. It was just like, hmm, I'm a dude. I can see into the future. I get by. Oh, here's a woman I want to have sex with. Well, I did it. Now the government wants me now. They want me to find a nuclear weapon. I just want my freedom. Hmm, what to do, what to do. I guess I'll go work with the government and then get the girl back later. Mm-hmm, yep. But let me, live out, let me live out this whole scenario first. Okay, nope, not that one. Try again. <laughs> it's just... It's all meaningless. Yeah. Nothing happened after he had sex with Jessica Peel. Yep. Oh, thank you, next. Thank you. It's for me until the ending. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's like a 30, 40% movie. Yep. With the ending, that's 50. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Yes. Probably all right. not 60. Yep. Yep. That's fair. Amber, the movie also does one last thing. You mean the disorienting credits that oh yeah that seem to really upset you? Yeah, the credits scroll down instead of up, and it it every time I looked at them, it like made my brain confused. Like like they would kind of go all wobbly in my head because it's like that's not how credits are supposed to scroll. Mm-hmm. My brain expects one thing, and you're giving me something else, and I don't like it. Yeah, it made me feel very uneasy. It it was a it was kind of it was unnaturally off-putting to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like when you go to see the the doctor and like a woman mm-hmm. walks in the door you're like what the fuck and you're like hey nurse can you get the doctor please i have a real problem oh god amber <laughs> you're the worst i can't operate on him he's my son <laughs> exactly um. exactly thank you uh yeah anyway so amber um did you have any other like what are other like peak moments in this movie that you wanted to to hit on well a personal pink peak moment for me was when he is uh with jessica beale and and her students and he realizes one of them is it's it's going to be their birthday soon uh actually he doesn't realize it to be clear Jessica Beale is sitting in a beautiful, picturesque location. There's a waterfall. The surroundings are gorgeous. She's teaching the kids. They're laughing. They're joking. They clearly like her. She clearly likes them. And she says, oh, of course, I have to come back next week because it's, you know, dude's birthday. And meanwhile, Nicolas Cage has just been staring at them. Just staring. And even one of the little girls is like, he likes you because he's staring at you the way my brother stares at his girlfriend. I'm like, your brother's about to fucking kill her girlfriend because that is not healthy staring. Yeah, and it cuts to Nicolas Cage and it's just like this like dead-eyed stare with doll hair. Oh boy. Oh boy. And then he 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 walks over once Jessica Beale looks at him because that's clearly an invitation to join them. And then he does some close-up magic in Birthday Boy's hand because he apparently had been skeeving future vision style on their conversation sure. so that he could be more charming with his close-up magic and he close-up magic's a lizard into the kid's hand. And then we started speculating about like, okay, how many times did he do that to get the correct response? Uh-huh. What was what did he put in the boy's hand before? He got to the lizard. Like, uh-huh. how many different things wound up in the boy's <laughs> hand? And and at one point, we 
we went off the rails and we're like, at some point, like he's probably done this like 20 times, didn't get the result he wanted. And then a couple of times he just killed the kid out he of just, just... frustration. It's like, this one doesn't count. This one's just for me. Yep. How many times did he just, the, just for how many times in his life has he mm-hmm. just for him future vision murdered somebody? Yeah. It's like, oh God, like, you're fuck. chewing so loudly in the movie theater. Exactly. What happens if I, or just... How do I make you happy, little boy? (laughs) Just like chokes him out in one of them. Uh, When one of them, he gives him a peanut and he's allergic to peanuts. One of them, he gives him a spider. Gosh, Mm -hmm. the spider bites him and... One of them, he just like gives him a rock. He's like, go go play with this rock and he just uses it to kill everybody. Just like bashes everybody's heads in. Uh Uh-huh, yep. What horrors has has Nick Cage seen and done? Yeah. That have had zero consequences don't because count. of future vision. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really is just this remarkably consequence-free existence to a certain extent. Right. So long as you remember to rewind, Amber. Yeah. Or to like game it out and remember the one that worked. I guess it, it takes a lot of brain power to, to just kind of look ahead and make the choice that has the outcome that you want. Or is he just spawning just an infinite number of alternate realities? That's in which a good question, Amber. They're just bodies everywhere. He's There's dropping just... bodies on the daily. Well, then. So, Amber, after all of this, what would you rate this movie? Regrettable, outstanding, craze balls or K? K craze balls? Craze yeah. balls K? Is, is, this like a, is, is this commensurate with a six underground? What oh, does commensurate question. mean? <laughs> That's also a good question. You ask very good questions, Amber. Um, gosh, I think I like Six Underground better. It's like, so the beginning of the movie is great, but the rest of it's a train wreck. And then the entire movie is bad. And then the end is such a spectacular train wreck that you give it, you give it respect. But this one had Nicolas Cage in it and the other one had Ryan Reynolds in it. I mean, that's the, that's the ultimate decider for me. It's very true. Nicolas Cage is... I was going to say has no charisma, but that's not true. That's not Nicolas true. Nicolas Cage going off the fucking handle has too much charisma, and I like it, and I'm afraid of it. Nicolas uh-huh. Cage in this movie is just sort of a dead-eyed yeah. zombie monster, which, again, makes sense if if in, if in our fictionalized reality is true, and that right. he's just lived every moment so many times that he's actually a thousand years old. He's He's sort of like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day, but... Instead of every day, it's every two minutes. It's every two minutes. Plus, you like he's also killed. He's the world's worst serial killer. It's just none of the people are dead, Amber. So they're only dead in his head, Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he those remembers. Are, those are just for him. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean the the end had some like solid use of the device moments and. Like there's that car chase in the beginning. There's him him navigating through the casino with his yeah. It's it's fun. Like that's yeah. like there's him like when he's navigating through the casino. The uh, head casino guy is watching on the monitors. He's like he's right between you two security officers, and they're but like he's able to do it such that he can like avoid their gaze. It's 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 cool. Yep, and it's again like it's different. super super efficient. Like it's not yeah, but he's. There's no charisma to this man. He is sort of just like dead-eyed and awkward and weird. And yeah. in his interactions with Jessica Biel, it's it's the same. There's just a lot of pauses before he says anything. You're, you're sort of imagining because he's imagining the outcomes of 
every single thing he would say to this woman. Right. And 999 of them lead to her slapping him. And he says the one that gets him through. Yeah. And there are a couple of instances where he he completely misspeaks. Like that that one hot dog joke. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Like what did the Buddhist monk say to the the hot dog vendor? Mm Mm-hmm. I think he, he, he flubs it by saying something like, give me one with give everything. Give me one with everything, yeah. It's supposed to be make me one make- with everything. Yeah, uh-huh. And it's it's in the fact that he even dispensed that joke in the first place, not great. Yeah. Again, the constant use of close-up magic, not great. It's charming, Amber. It's, it, it's it must be amazingly charming. charming. Because after they wake up in the morning and he comes in and gives her a flower and says she's beautiful. She's just like, yeah, I'm into this. Yep. Take everything. It's a K movie. Yeah, it's K. With just the weirdest crazeballs turn at the end. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was all a dream. Mm-hmm. Nothing really happened. No. Megan, do you have an happy story? Oh boy. Um, yeah, I do. Um, this is one that I was reminded of because um, Erica shared a video of it recently where it's Abby, and it must have been about two years ago. Abby was like a year and a half old, and she'd kind of just learned to run. And it's a video of her running down the hallway, and, um, <laughs> and, and she runs, and she says, run. And then um, Dan's filming it, and he says, who's here? And um, you can hear then um, my mom's dog, Corey, barking in the background. And then uh, Abby perks up and we hear the door open. And Abby looks and she says, Daba! And then she ta- she pauses for a moment. And then she like, makes a beeline to my mom. And as she's doing it, she says, run! <laughs> and then she runs into my ar- mom's arms. It's, it's, it's wicked cute. That's all adorable and shit. Yeah, it was like Chekhov's run, Amber. Like, we see in the beginning of the, the video that she can run and that she has the, the word for run. And then Daba comes in and then she does run and then she also says run. Oh, it's, it's, it's poetry. I want to start just shouting what I'm about to do all the time. <laughs> Podcast! Eat! <laughs> Poop! Oh, God. Murder! <laughs> oh, God, Amber, no. Well, they deserve a warning, don't they? It's only sporting. I suppose you're right. Amber, do you have a journal entry you're going to read us? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Okay. 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 This is uh, March 1992. That means I was turning nine. Okay. Yep. So I must have written this while I was eight. Oh, it's a very little Amber. I was kind of obsessed with my birthday because Christmases and birthdays were huge in my house. Like mom made them really super big. Nice. And since we grew up poor, it was such a huge thing because they're like we got stuff like the yeah. good stuff. Like the st- mm-hmm. like we would make a list and she would always like really go all in to get us the good stuff, which definitely meant that she almost never got anything for herself course, ever. Yep. Just ever. Yep. So it was, it would basically, Christmas would happen, and then as soon as that was over, and my birthday's at the end of March, I would be like, so my birthday's next. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So this is just a series of, of, and it wasn't even just about the presents. It was also like, there was always a party. 
There was yep. a party and we invited all the friends and we do a thing. And it was just, it was something I hugely look forward to. So this is just like a series of journal entries about the same fucking thing. Awesome. This weekend I'm having a birthday party and I'm going to go bowling at Twin City Lanes. We're bowling two games or three. We're having cake and soda too, or I might have it at home. Cake and soda were huge. Junk food was not allowed in my house most of the time. Right, right. Of course. Amanda has a birthday party on Sunday, which means since I have mine on Saturday, my weekend is going to be a weekend of partying. So this weekend <laughs> is going to be lots of fun. Mom is going to get me either a bike, a stuffed animal, a movie, any science kit, or any art set. <laughs> or maybe a beanbag. I don't know. Sure, or a beanbag. Nope. Yep. Mm -hmm. I assume I meant beanbag chair. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. We called everybody, and they all can come to my party. So we have nine people going bowling at Twin City Lanes. I'm also going to invite two other grown-ups for helping my mom and to just be there. Aww. <laughs> Aren't you thoughtful, Amber? Chaperones. On my birthday, mom has to take me out to dinner. But instead, mom is going out because Scott forgot about their Christmas dinner. So I need to spend that time with a babysitter. I'll let you know what happened at my birthday later. Oh, okay. Stay tuned, everyone. That's right. I, for I forgot that mom, like, that was the, like, it was such a fucking event. There was the party and the presents and the junk food. But we also got to choose a special dinner that she made for us at home. And we got to choose a place we wanted to go out to dinner. Wow. It was like a whole thing. That's excellent. Thing. Yeah. Man, being a kid was great sometimes. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I mean, you never listened to these, so, <laughs> you know, I guess I guess you earned that right by just really doing up our birthdays, so. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. She gets, she gets to do whatever she pleases. Megan, do you have a recommendation? Earlier this semester, we did a lab in coordination with the museum on campus, and it was a close observation lab, and we're kind of talking about you know, observing things closely and how do you communicate observations. Um, and um, one of the artists that we looked at, um, her name is Bisa Butler. Um, she's a black artist who does um, quilting. And, you know, it's, I am not much of a like, art history person um but this was really interesting because we were looking at this the whole idea is you look at this piece of artwork and you kind of silently do it kind of from far away and then you um kind of get in close and kind of look at um kind of the the um intricacies of the artwork and then i mean part of it is the museum curator was there and she was telling us about the history of this um so bisa butler um, takes these photographs of, um, and they're usually like photographs that um, are, that no one knows who took them. They're like uh, like people who sat for photography and then like they've been sitting in these like either albums or boxes for years and years and she's kind of gone through this like a whole bunch of these photographs and then she picks out um, the photographs that are super interesting to her and she quilts them and, um, and she uses um, African prints and she picks, you know, obviously she picks her fabrics really um, carefully. And then she does this like overlaying of like sheer black material to make it look like shadows. And like it's it's beautiful and it's amazing what she can do with um, fabric. And um, she's doing portraits in, in fabric. Um, 
And I'm just going to read you a sentence from her um, biography um, that she wrote about herself. In my work, I'm telling the story, this African-American side of the American life. History is the story of men and women, but the narrative is controlled by those who hold the pen. Um, So my recommendation is look up Bisa Butler, B-I-S-A Butler. Um, She's got a website with her statement and a whole bunch of um, photographs of her quilts, um, in the Claire Oliver gallery. Um, it's, they're, they're just gorgeous. And I, I, I recommend looking that up. Art. Art. Excellent. Thank you. Well, bye Megan. Well, Amber, um, I'd like to close it out as I always do Mm -hmm. by saying, what are men to rocks and mountains? Squishable. Yes. That, that's the answer. Riddle me this, Amber. Just like, you know, like easily breakable flesh bags. Mm-hmm. Squish. I was just yelling out what I was going to do before I did it. Ooh, good callback. Bye, Megan. Bye, Amber.